0: I don't hear the countdown
1: anymore. All right. And let's take that off screen and bring us back in. Oh, I just got to hit that. Okay. And then bring that in. And here we go. Jeff's gone. Jeff's gone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <everybody. laughs> Is this like we to before we start
2: live. <laughs> <laughs> that is perfect.
1: That's so Jeff.
2: Okay. That
1: is so Jeff. Yeah, <laughs> well, we're, we're gonna, yeah. I better get a beer. Um, hey, get a beer. <laughs> hey, everyone. Uh, the film Star Trek Nemesis is over, and thank God it is. And it has been since 2002. But we're just getting started here on Live Long and Podcast. I'm Dave Mater, joined with my wife, Jane Mater, uh, coming at you with Star Trek TV and movie reviews here streaming live on Facebook. Uh, at Live Long in Podcast, or you might also be watching us on YouTube or listening to us on audio. Welcome to all of you. Uh, What a panel do we got today? We've already mentioned Jane here to talk about Star Trek Nemesis as we go into the 10th movie, the 10th Star Trek movie ever produced and released theatrically. Uh, And we're going to talk about that today, the last of the Picard movies. Uh, Let's start here. We got Jody Simpson. He's here to talk to us today about Star Trek Nemesis. Now, Jody, we were saying that the fact that the E was backwards just kind of uh, in Nemesis, and you see in that in that little title screen behind you. Uh it's a
0: mirror, guys. There's yeah.
1: two of them. There's two of them. Is that what it is? Okay, yes. And the yes. M is just uh, an E that's been turned even, the other even way.
0: The, even the credits do a, a break of the credits, like it's a mirror.
1: Oh, uh, the whole thing's about mirror images, B4 and Dana. Okay, yeah, okay, I got you. Uh, Weird thing yeah, was backwards.
0: The clone.
1: <laughs> Therefore, it was maybe mirror universe or it didn't count somehow. We were hoping, but I think
3: not real Star Trek.
1: It does count, unfortunately. So, how are you doing today, Jody? I'm doing good. Uh, Back at his chair, we got Jeff Nader. How you doing, Jeff? Good. And uh, Jeff was actually here with Gene and I this morning to watch the movie, so we watched it together. Uh, And Kevin. Kevin Millard, the ever-incredulous, joining us to round out our roundtable today on Star Trek Nemesis. How you doing, Kevin? Good. Welcome. Okay, guys, let's talk about Star Trek Nemesis. Oh, boy. It is a tough one. It is as tough now. As it, well, maybe, maybe it's a little better now than it was in 2002 when I first saw this. But hey, let's go around the table, uh, the virtual table, if you will, and talk about this movie, which I am not so fond of. Uh, Jane, how about you first?
3: Yeah, I was bored. It was worse than I remembered. <laughs> I wanted to fall asleep, and um, it's just a bad movie.
1: What? Bad movie. You think my death scene is very not important, Jane? I do not understand. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. I do not understand. No. What? Not a good movie. What if I'm like Shinzon? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, Very I'm, playing, like- I'm playing with, like, yeah, I found these yeah. two old uh, Data and, uh, and Picard figurines, uh. So you
2: don't yeah. even need us anymore, then?
1: No, I can just—I uh, can.
2: One man show.
0: Well, now he can make this completely biased.
2: <laughs> we can just call it Dave plays with his
0: dolls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that thing is a
4: more
0: than we do normally.
4: I will say that this is the only movie where I find where it offends Dave, in almost every level it offends yeah. him as a Star Trek fan. Yeah, I
0: think that that's. that's, that's... I enjoy this movie as much.
4: Um, Jeff, how about you next? Let's. Uh, how do you feel about this movie? Does it offend you? Like it offends does, me? Does it offend me? No, but it's cringy. It's a cringy movie. There with, are indefinite definite cringe scenes with cringy movie. acting, cringy music. Uh, j- just drawn out. The acting is so bad, and so in certain moments, like it's like wh- that was your choice. That was what you went with. Like, especially like the the part that I find is the craziest is the end of the movie where. Um, Deanna is like, it's data, and like Riker's like, oh come here, and it's just like the whole like the interactions between the characters are so stilted and terribly like choreographed. Everything about it is just like this isn't right. Like, wait, like, wait. like. Sorry,
0: I just saw this quote come up. Like Ted's ever watched this?
1: You movie. have not watched this movie. Dad. There's
0: no way he's watched this movie.
1: There's no he okay. We watched Metamorphosis on Thursday, which is the original series episode with Zephyr and Cochran. He yeah. had never seen First Contact, which also has no. Zephyr and Cochran, a character no. he knows. Of
5: course,
4: so, he never
1: thought he dad stopped watching
4: <laughs> around Star Trek like four. <laughs> I don't even know if he's seen five and six. He probably
5: uh, has. Well, I, I think he's one. seen
1: those, but I don't think he's ever seen Generations or. All right. He Clark. stopped when Picard came into the picture. Dad was like, "I'm done." He didn't like the are you, are you anti-Picard? That's what we want to know. Are you against him? Or are you alright with Picard? Uh, I, like, you know, I love Picard. I love the next-gen cast. Uh, this is d- my least favorite of, the, of these movies featuring this next-generation crew. I know Jody is going to tell us why this movie is good. But let's go to um, Kevin next. Kevin, how do you feel about Star Trek Nemesis?
2: This movie, I like this movie at the beginning. Until they hit the planet with the Argo, and then I'm done with it. And my brain, like I was, this is the only movie I was watching and my body just went, this is boring. Let's try unconscious. Unconscious would be more fun.
1: (laughs) Going to sleep is more fun.
2: As soon as they hit the planet, it just takes a dive right into the ground. It's awful.
1: It is bad. The
2: music (laughs) is horrifying. It's not Um, Star Trek music at all. Even the opening credits, I thought we were watching uh, Total Recall. Yeah, it sounded like Total Recall
4: music.
1: Yeah, the director of this movie, Stuart Baird, uh, was a first-time director, more famous as an editor. Uh, and he talked about the opening of this movie. I watched this with like commentary on Once Upon a Time. And he was like, well, like, if you show one of the cast names, if you show like Patrick Stewart's name, for instance, or whatever, you have to contractually show everybody in the cast. So he's like, I just wanted to get right into it. Star Trek, Nemesis. And then we go right into the scene on the Romulan Senate. And that's, you know, how this movie opens up is like not even with our, our main characters. It's kind of like what the the stakes of this movie are, which is the Romulans. And the Romulans had never really been featured as a, a villain in Star Trek movies really before. Maybe Star Trek 6 a little bit with that one guy, that Romulan ambassador who was in on the, um, the conspiracy. But yeah, like, I think that there's some good ideas in this movie. Interesting ideas. But like the execution of this movie is terrible. This movie was made in 2002, which was a four-year gap between uh, Insurrection and this movie. Uh, also, in this time between these movies, um, let's think what's happened. Uh, well, Deep Space Nine has ended. Voyager has ended by this point, also. And Admiral Janeway. And we also, Enterprise has started by this point as well. Yes. Um, That's yeah. As we kind of.
0: What's <laughs> okay. dad saying? Dad Comment. Anti agenda thing going he on. He says, there.
1: Watch the original series for great music, great themes, great actors, and overall a really top notch show. Well, can we, hey, that's can fair. You read your dad's uh, comments now because they're <laughs> really not relevant. But, you know, like, and we do. We watch that every Thursday with your dad. Just, we do. So, yeah, stop so, so... jeopardizing
5: our Saturday.
1: <laughs> yeah, but these are Star Trek it. movies. <laughs> uh, and then he thinks should it should have all just ended with the original series. And,. I don't know if it be, if it meant that I didn't have to watch this movie. Maybe I'd be with you. I don't know. It's like that was the trade off. It'd almost be you worth would,
5: it.
0: You would take never watching this movie over never having next gen. No. Are you fucking retarded? But
1: it's tempting. It's no, tempting. it's
0: not even close to tempting. And you're just being silly. I'm. <laughs> uh.
1: All right, Jody, you are the great defender of Star Trek Nemesis. Why?
0: Why, why? Okay, why? let's be clear. This is not a great Star Trek movie. I'm going to get that out of the way right now. You guys think I'm so fucking massively pro for this uh, movie. You know what? It's a better movie than you all live, give it credit for. None of you guys are paying attention to all the subtle shit that's going on. i pay attention this to is, all of it, Jody. Oh, what what, so what is it? it? It's coming out of you. You're so biased, it's amazing. What's so good about this movie? This movie has so many neat little themes going on. it it it, it's 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 about picard aging it's about him seeing a youth that it could have been could be what could he turn into Mm -hmm. all of these things are what's being shown with the tom hardy character which is sorry i can't remember his name it shins on okay Shinzon means inside the heart in mandarin okay so it's all of these things are, are nice little subtle things that are in the movie. Then you have the secondary storyline, which is about Data and essentially his brother, his kin, whatever you really want to call him, another mirror, so to speak, of what he could be or what he could become. The the, the whole emphasis of this movie and the whole premise of what this movie was supposed to be was supposed to be an ending to Next Gen. That's what this was. They deserved now, better than this. Did we it. get what we were supposed to get? When we watched Star Trek 6 a few weeks
1: ago, that was a fitting send-off for that crew, for Kirk and that crew. This was not a fitting send-off. Not
0: even close. I I agree with you, absolutely. But what I'm saying is this could have been so much better, and I agree absolutely 100%. Is this this shittier than Insurrection? Fuck no. Insurrection is a god-awful movie. Mm. We all fucking know it deep down. And... Everybody sit here and they're all like, oh, nemesis is the worst. The fan base is all for this. This movie came out at the worst fucking time in Star Trek. This movie came out when fatigue was at its absolute highest. You had three fucking shows running. You had a whole bunch of stuff, or at least they just ended, such as DS9, Enterprise. Fucking um, Enterprise was already in the books at this point. Uh, And on top of that, you had uh, DS9 ending, which was a, a very big fan favorite.
1: And Voyager Uh, was over by this point,
0: too. Yeah. Yeah, And Voyager was over, which I personally don't like. But, you know, there were so many things that were supposed to happen in this movie that the director was a fucking knob about. Mm -hmm. The director is terrible in this movie. This guy is known for action movies. That's all he's known for. He made Executive Decision, for Christ's sakes. Have you ever seen Executive Decision?
1: <laughs> From is the editor the who brain brought
0: you Executive Decision,
1: he do. is now the director of Star Trek. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but it's a brain-dead movie, but it, it got critical acclaim because of the fact that, you know, it had big stars in it, and it was a fun movie, blah, 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 right? The The thing that bothers me about the whole fan base and everybody bitching on this movie is they're like, this should have been better, blah, blah, blah. What were you expecting? You just watched Insurrection. Okay, it, you could only go up from there. Like, this is. And this they is, didn't. They went down. No, they definitely went <laughs> up. If, if, went you, if you pay attention to what's going on, it definitely went up. Is there a lot of cringe, as Jeff said? Absolutely. 100%. But that's because it was directed by a guy.
5: Uh okay, oh. Uh oh. Mid
4: sentence. Mid sentence, Lose Jody. Okay. Um.
2: Yeah. It's hard to pay attention to a movie when you're asleep. When the movie puts yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> I bet I saw that the, attention to the
3: nuance. I saw the smart stuff. I saw what they wanted us to see, in it but I'm still like, it still didn't work. I think Let Jody's gonna, gonna probably together. drop off
1: in a moment. Yeah. But hope, yeah. Um, hey, just for a couple comments, uh, Craig Chislett, uh saying, "Hey, this was a great flick. Tom Hardy's first role as Data, other than something, or sorry, first role as other than a pretty boy. He
5: is a pretty boy. Uh, sure."
1: In this movie, or just in general, in general, in general, yeah, but- uh, he wear, he's wearing a fake nose in this movie, and also this is significant. It's the death of Data, like you know, for what you know. This movie is more significant in history of Star Trek than than Insurrection is. Like the events of Insurrection, oh there, he, oh. the events of Insurrection are are largely like who cares what happened in that movie. The events of that movie don't matter. Um, if you said if, if you erased insurrection, it wouldn't matter. But it's still, I think, a more enjoyable thing to watch than this. Um, not just from the fact that it's, uh, you know, sort of. Um, there he is. Okay.
2: And three. I I think the beginning of this movie is strong. I'm- Apparently, my what, internet
1: went.
4: What is strong about the beginning of the movie? So we get the we get the Senate like assassination where they kill all those modern yeah. senators. I like that scene. <laughs> Cool scene. I I wouldn't say that's a bad scene, but the wedding has gone awful. That oh, guy, the, but the, guy yeah. the Praetor in that Romulan
1: scene. I
2: do kind of like the wedding. I like seeing really? characters that I've known for, for 10, 15 years. I like watching them do their own thing and not be on a mission and see. Like, right.
4: okay.
5: okay. you, you, do you do like Picard's like you, speech? You to... you like
4: Do you like yeah. watching, do you like watching Data sing? Nice,
2: not really. But uh, also, <laughs> and I like that Picard's speech was actually kind of bad. Like it, it wasn't great. <laughs> I didn't but mind that's, it. That's his character. Picard is
1: one of the great orators of but his he's not time,
0: funny. but he's not funny. Not a comedian. No, but I, <laughs> but I think it, that was kind so. of a point. It was supposed to show you that he's yeah. really not that funny. That's what, what
4: I, I like about it. That's what yeah, all that's best do men I. do in best man speeches: is they <laughs> can anyone yeah.
1: think about what you're doing to me? And there's like kind of like this nervous laugh, like everyone's like ha ha ha, Captain. But that was not a good joke. Like we just we're trying to help you get to get through this moment. That's how we feel about this whole movie: is we're <laughs> kind of like ha <laughs> ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're such a
4: great movie nemesis but, uh, so, and then you, but uh, did we,
0: so did we show the quote here from Craig saying great flick I agree
5: uh, yeah. we did we did we, we showed it. that while you were oh, dropped okay. off we're after, he guess,
4: about or... no
3: and I think that well, he was talking about the movie was
5: he talking
1: about no or was he <laughs> was he talking about when Rafa went well I
4: think
5: um, <laughs> I,
4: Tom I think Tom Hardy was in Band of Brothers uh, just before this as well so he, he was only in like a couple episodes but um, and he wears oh, yeah, a fake was nose in this
0: movie too.
4: Yeah. So this, yeah, was, he wasn't, this was his
0: first feature film.
4: Tom Hardy's not the problem with the movie. It's the writing. It's the the, the writing, writing was,
0: definitely
1: could the be. The dialogue better. is not good. And the, the writing, dialogue. You know. There
0: is some good dialogue, but there's not a lot of it.
1: There's more bad dialogue than good. Um, Compared
0: to and again, I'm going to bring up the comparison to Insurrection. You think the dialogue was better or worse?
1: It was better in in Insurrection.
4: It's better in Insurrection. Uh, We're all in agreement on
0: that one.
5: (laughs) Yeah,
4: uh, The writing is better for the most part in Insurrection, but the ending, uh, I'll take the ending of this movie, even though it's cringy and awful, over the ending of Insurrection, because the ending of Insurrection is terrible. It is so bad, for me at least.
0: I I didn't Uh, really particularly like the ending of this. There is actually an alternate ending, which was originally filmed, and then they changed it uh which was the um picard with his new chair thing i don't know and his oh it. and his
1: first officer
0: yeah his first officer and, almost and,
1: gets me more upset and, and, and Riker tells
0: the first officer oh just call him jean Luc, it'll be fine well yeah,
1: he, R- like, there's kind of this bit where riker gives him bad advice or something yeah like yeah. Guess it doesn't make sense why would you bring in a new first officer i know data died and he was going to be the first officer that's
0: why because the test audience said no this is, no,
1: don't replace Data. Don't, re- well, don't replace Data. Don't replace Riker with somebody new. Uh, yep. And also, you know, like you have Geordi, you have Worf as, Vi- or even Troy. You when know, Troy is leaving, she's going. But Card her.
2: almost immediately tries to replace Data with before. I mean, that whole <laughs> thing where they're talking, I'm like, Jesus, it's only been a day.
0: And you're already trying to re- He's not really replace him. He was just having he was having a discussion with him. Like
4: his like oh, favorite yeah. toy broke, and then he had to get He's a new like, toy.
2: Oh, I guess I'll make do with this one.
4: <laughs> it's like <laughs> kind of like <laughs> when your dog dies, and then you, you get, never know. It, it's like, David was fully functional,
1: guys. Yeah, it's like when your dog dies, and you have to get a dog that's just like your old dog, or whatever, for the kid. Yeah,
4: yeah that's what it is. It's like oh, uh, or like it's all, or it's like when the goldfish dies, and then he just it replaced it.
2: Picard was walking out of his ready room and just went. You're not data. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: um, just on that wedding scene uh, at the beginning, too, uh, why is Wesley Crusher present and why is he in a Starfleet unit?
0: Okay, so there's a deleted seed with him where they actually explain that he's going to be part of engineering for the Titan, which is, wow. uh, which is uh, the right. ship of taking
1: over, right? Right. Yeah. But the last time we saw Wesley Crusher, he was going off with the Traveler. Yeah. To uh, explore planes of existence or something. Yeah. And now he's what? back in Starfleet.
4: Wesley Crusher sucks. Who
1: cares? Wesley Crusher
4: does, do? does suck. So I don't, don't acknowledge move. anything about him. He was he well, wasn't even on the bridge, Dave. do he he, he? he doesn't need to be talked about. He's Wesley Crusher. He doesn't matter. That's how I feel about his character. Because he am <laughs> almost completely out of the movie, yeah. which
0: i like will wheaton don't get me wrong i do love the guy i think he's great uh but now wesley crusher doesn't need to be there anymore it's fine
2: it's because next gen revolved around wesley crusher for a long time before he left the show Well,
1: i guess it's fine if he's there but to put him in the starfleet uniform is a weird choice and um uh you know, Guinan's there also, Whoopi Goldberg. I think that's nice. And then I was like, well, who are the rest of these people? I don't know any of these other people. Like, where are they at this wedding? Really, uh, Ashley Judd was supposed
4: to be in this movie. To Yes, Ashley Judd role. was supposed to reprise her role. Uh,
0: Ensign
1: Robin Leffler. They were going yeah, to... Uh, and
4: uh, actually, Seven of Nine and was nine. supposed to be in
0: this movie as well. Well, Seven
1: of Nine was supposed to have the Janeway part. It was supposed to be... Well, she
0: Janeway. was originally supposed to have the Janeway part, and then she was supposed to be as part of the reception. Uh, but apparently that got scrapped because it didn't make any sense. Because Baird is a fucking idiot, the the director. So he Big was theory. the one that was pushing for it, and then
1: is the traveler on Big Bang Theory? Uh, the guy. Who... No, but we're wait. Well, we did. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I I'd be interested to find out what was Wesley Crusher's story, even though I don't really like Wesley Crusher that much as a character. Yeah, you don't know anything
0: about when him coming back from the Traveler. You just know that he eventually gets. I think he has like Lieutenant Commander, or he's Lieutenant, or something like that, and he's going to be part of the night shift for engineering. Uh, oh, on right. the Titan. That's and, all you really know about the. And, on the night
1: shift, we're you on the night shift, Wesley. Sorry. Okay, you're back from planes of existence or whatever. But- it doesn't matter. is really the. <laughs> the well,
0: I'm with Jeff on this. Having Will Wheaton in the movie at all really didn't add and or do anything wrong to the movie. It, it was. So Those it, tiny little bit he's in, which
2: he I didn't even see, see, see him.
0: With. I didn't either. So he's, he's sitting right <laughs> beside uh, Beverly.
4: It's like Will Wheaton just wanted to the that. They are like, "Here's a uniform, throw it on." Uh, he doesn't say anything. I don't think in the movie, right? So they didn't probably have to credit him as an actor. Not in
1: the final. We trial. have a comment here from Ted Mater. Says he never <laughs> liked Wesley Crusher. He was a little brown noser. I don't <laughs> know. I, don't I mean, know what, I
4: mean uh, if ever, if, if, if ever, Dad was right about something.
1: Yeah. Well, he's
0: right about it, but I,
1: I don't think know with about that it. scene on the holodeck with the, the 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 holographic Wesley Crusher that Barkley made, and he's just eating the the pudding or the chocolate, or he's like because uh, because Barclay hates Wesley Crusher, <laughs> like like we all we all hate Barkley and Wesley Crusher. I mean, uh, <laughs> and so well, and so does uh, Sheldon on Big Bang Theory. He also hates Will Whedon and and probably Wesley Crusher too.
4: Can we can we talk a little bit like about why? Jerry Goldsmith took a big dump on this movie because, like, did you write the
1: score yeah, of this movie? Did.
4: Terrible!
1: That's oh, it's awful. The music yeah, is music. awful. It is the worst I Star Trek score. That bad.
4: It's awful, That's Jody. Bad. I mean, it, 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 I wouldn't it, say
1: it's
0: awful. It's definitely not great. From scene to there's, scene, there's much, there's much, uh, better uh, examples of crappy movie uh, music.
5: Not In Star, Star Trek. Trek the worst yeah.
4: Star Trek score. Oh, no,
5: well, no, This was no, the worst the Star Trek. Score movie. Was. Like this was I saw the, they
3: did the next was, gen stuff, but like, what, was, what was the Nemesis score? I it was
1: think. like dun 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 uh, dun. Uh, he was, was
2: probably just tired of doing Star Trek movies.
0: This is a dark. Well, this is the last. This is the last movie he ever scored. He died after this one. Yeah,
1: uh, he died right uh, after this. This is his worst work, I think. Yeah. And Nemesis killed him. Yeah, killed everything. Nemesis killed Star Trek for a long time. You killed Tom better part of a decade. Right, Tom Hardy almost killed himself because
4: of, this. of
3: this. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Yeah, this movie did harm. Real harm to people. <laughs> me included. You
4: know, How
3: did it harm um, you, Dave?
1: It broke the heart of broke my heart. Uh, made, uh, made, uh, made really I'm watching this movie in 2002 in theaters so excited, you know, because I wanted a good rebound movie after um, Insurrection, especially. And then I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. You know, and this movie's just like like the dialogue. I even got a, like a preview of the script. I didn't read the whole script before I saw the movie, but I did read the scene between Janeway and Picard. Uh, and I'm reading that scene, going, they can't possibly put this on screen and make it good. I felt like a video
3: game set, like, like I was, you know, playing a video game. I will definitely. Oh, tell you that,
0: that scene is terrible. Yeah, the scene yeah. with well, uh, I think Kate Mulgrew The other thing that pisses me off about that whole scene is Janeway being an admiral. Who the fuck in their right mind would make that woman an admiral? She fucked up so many goddamn times. Who the hell would do that? She, she got them home.
5: home. Come on.
0: Whatever.
2: Oh, didn't really get them home. Her
0: fucking crew got her home. She Why barely did anything.
2: And Picard is still a captain.
5: Well, that's true yeah. because uh, anyway, he's
1: younger, Picard but wants, wants to be a captain. Picard wants to be a captain. He could yeah. get promoted. He could have got that's promoted true. a long time ago if he wanted. And yeah, there
0: might be something in the storyline that could have said something. Eventually, uh, like, Picard
1: does get, get promoted it. to admiral. We know, like not long yeah. after this. Yeah, he like, gets admiral eventually. This movie offends me, though. Offends me. I um, clearly. Clearly, okay. It's not so a ahead. fucking
0: movie, guys. Like, it shouldn't take over your it lives not I'm you barely the
5: coin. Yeah, <laughs>
4: it's an offensive movie. It's an offensive it's movie. Not to... offensive. It's, it's if it's you're a...
0: offended by this movie, you really have to reevaluate your life.
4: I, I no, think it's
0: not it's a, a, a movie, I'm not, guys. Like
4: personally offended. I'm oh, offended okay. as a Star <laughs> Trek
2: fan. This, that... this movie, too, though, is much less of an en- ensemble cast. It's more the Picard and Data show
1: and Worf. It is. Quite a bit of what? Worf.
2: Not as much. Yeah,
4: not that Worf, Worf was actually... Worf? Michael Dorn was upset that he was not in the movie enough.
2: Yeah, he barely talks. Movie is when they're in the Argo and Picard is like laughing maniacally and driving yeah. like a bad man and Data is talking to him and Worf's just in the back like
0: <laughs> whatever. Like, oh yeah, because he's bad. not excited about it at
1: all. <laughs> Craig Chisler just pointed out that uh, picard does become an admiral and craves picard i like how oh, it's it's now craves star trek picard uh that's true he eventually does when, when he goes picard. to lead the exodus of romulus uh, but yeah. he stays a captain pretty much for as long as he can
5: but
0: this is but this is something that you guys have all said like you know there's all these cringy scenes and stuff like you, kevin you were explaining the argo scene and yeah. for anybody who's watching this who hasn't seen the movie the argo is like essentially the hyped up golf cart that they're you know zipping around yeah. but look at the underlying of what that what that's trying to show you it's trying to show you that he's now he's now progressing in his life he's now he's now getting into the little bit more fun bicard, the less you know he's 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 letting it slide gotcha. a little uh and that's what i like about that right that's why i think this movie is definitely it's got way more undertones than people did you like the natives for. that
3: came out of nowhere and uh, the mad stuff. max world yeah, they had you know what? It's
0: that this that part I can definitely uh, say is a problem with the director more than anybody. Uh, yeah. He he pushed for the scene, and actually, there's there's an interview actually on YouTube uh, with Picard talking about the scene, and he goes, "I really like how it adds to my character, but it was too long." He goes. This entire scene is really too long. Like well, the they, entire- spent the,
1: they spent this money to build a futuristic space car, which they call the Argo, yeah. and uh, and then and then they, they spend yeah they spend a ton of time driving around on this planet that is completely like washed out. Like the the like the look is it's visually repulsive. Yeah, this is, whole this sequence is, on this the is a
5: dark
0: movie. I absolutely agree. It's a dark and, movie, but the tones and, of this movie are dark as well. And, it's and, about and, facing yeah. death. It's about facing the end of your life. Like it's, you have to move on.
1: What is that going to do with the washed-out look of the desert planet?
0: Because you have to give that certain feel. There has to be a dire feel in the movie. Like even when the car is sitting fire? there, smiling, fucking chin to chin, driving this fucking Argo thing all over the place, the rest of it looks like shit because it is a shit time in the in uh, the Federation.
1: What is Picard's really? character that he likes to drive around fast? No, that you're you're
0: you're noticing the fact that he's letting loose now.
3: Oh, yeah. Yes, okay. like um, I mean,
2: uh, somehow they made that scene too, where they jump off the cliff into the oh, oh, that's boring town. Oh,
3: that yeah. was supposed to be super exciting, and it's awful. Oh, <laughs> oh, we have to get to the part where he's. Going through the
1: ship. This is why dad doesn't like Picard. He says he was always old for the first time he appeared in Star Trek. That guy was never as young as Trek. Dad's got a real obsession with young. Yeah, you get it, honestly. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. sorry i couldn't even say that with a straight face um but it, it's it, I, I think this movie has so much going for it that it just got killed by a whole bunch of other things and like there's there's actors in this movie that clearly are phoning it in uh marina Certis is one of them yeah. absolutely terrible performance by her and she oh, can definitely
4: do better we all know Brakes is awful in this movie guys he is awful
0: yes yep i agree um it's Michael Dorn's
4: not good, really.
0: Michael Dorn really not that good either, kind of phoning it in as well. This is the fatigue that I'm talking about. This this movie came out at the worst possible time you could have brought out a movie for Star Trek. <laughs> I, I, don't,
2: I think they I, all got the script and went, oh
0: but this movie originally, <laughs> the, the original draft of this movie was supposed to be actually a bridge point between this and DS9. So what was supposed to happen is um, what was uh, the, the main thing is you're supposed to be seeing everybody leaving. So at this point, like they actually wrote in, apparently the scene never got filmed, but they actually wrote in a scene where Beverly takes on Star Trek medical, uh, Star, uh, Starfleet medical. She takes it over. So there's a scene where she takes off at the end, you know, so it's supposed to be kind of a, you know, separate past thing. This that's whole movie never, is supposed to be a Just to address a couple could,
1: questions here from Craig, he's starting to out. get this movie straight. He's saying, is this the movie with Warp's big zit? Uh, no. no, that was no. last movie. No. That was, that was uh, insurrection. Uh, and he's saying, isn't this the planet that makes you young, but no, no, that was also Also
3: interaction. Interaction. So
1: that's, I think that's your confusion here. This is the movie with Tom Hardy and he's got the fake nose on to look like more like Patrick Stewart the
3: clone.
0: It's the worst. It's the (laughs) the worst one.
1: That's the The one one that
0: you're referring to is actually the one that's the worst. If if you have a Klingon pimple in your movie, it's the worst movie. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Except (laughs) for some of the original series ones.
1: Right.
4: This yeah. right, insurrection was boring, and so is Nemesis. But Nemesis is boring and offensive. I mean, it, it, It's aggressively boring. <laughs> it's not aggressively
0: boring. I, I I much rather have watched this movie eight times over than watch insurrection. Oh no, no! This, this movie is a lot more action. There's shit going on. Uh, is that, again, is it a good representation of the series we all love? No, no, I don't, no, it isn't. And and in all honesty, yes, I I, I give all the other movies a lot of shit as well uh but this movie definitely doesn't deserve the shit that it's getting from everybody oh
1: i'm not done it's getting more like i'm trying to think about what i want i want to i want to say good things about this movie but there isn't much i can say that's good there's a ton of great scenes in this
0: movie
1: Uh, we talked about the wedding we talked about the well we talked a little bit about the scene with uh picard and janeway i don't know if we want to terrible scene it's yeah, it's it's, it's awful. Picard, it was, like Patrick, is not it's good. It's awful all over. Yeah. Uh, we talked about the planet and the desert and the weird aliens and the Mad Max world and like, like oh. and then B four. Can we talk about B four? He's he's just annoying. He's an annoying character. He just he's like, supposed to be. He's a child. I do not understand. I do. Why does the tall man have a furry face and like? Sure. I, and I'm in a room with lights and like he's like I'm like. What is what is this? What is this? Like you know, and um, and why does he have a shiny head? Like he says that to Picard while they're driving around on the in the chase sequence. This is bad, bad writing. John Logan, bad screenwriter. Yep. I'm saying it. And uh, the guy who wrote Gladiator wrote this movie uh Brent Spiner was like in love with this guy and wanted to bring him in. And that you know, Brent Spiner is a part story credit on this movie. Yeah, Brent Spiner was obsessed with killing Data so he wouldn't have to be Data anymore
0: yeah well and they they were originally supposed to kill him in insurrection and then they said no and you know so they got another movie they there got was
5: actually
1: he was um like aging out of the role but like this was not the death this was not the movie to do it in it's just a bad it was a bad thing i think
0: i think the, I think the death of data is is one of the reasons why people hate this movie so much right. the i actually think the death of data in this movie is great it, it's it's, a, exactly a, Star Trek. That's it's right. a human thing to do. That's exactly what he did. So yeah, he, he ended lie. up being as human as he could be before he killed himself. What to could sacrifice you? for his friends. That's what he did. Like How can you how can you write a better ending for Data?
4: Yeah, yeah well, the movie shouldn't be all yeah. about Data. This movie's all about Data and somewhat a bit about Picard. And the rest right. of the cast doesn't matter.
1: And they all phoned it Especially in. Especially Crusher. Crusher has nothing to do in this movie, hardly. She, yeah, wouldn't, no, wouldn't she talk
0: the character out of all of
1: them. she goes Remember, he shows that photo of him it's supposed to be him right as a young cadet. Yeah, it's it's Hardy clearly. It's clearly um, Tom Hardy and yeah, it's uh is- and he wouldn't have been bald at this point in his life. Um which is also weird. Yeah, uh, there
0: is no there is a reference I saying that baseball. he
1: was going bald when he was in Starfleet
0: because I remember there's something about that.
1: Well, but no. been, that whole scene um with he q and the yeah. 20 when he goes to fight the gnousicconss that yeah. version of him has hair. hair yeah yeah but that's
0: when he's a, that's when he's the first uh, first year cadet they say they make some for sort of- Anson, actually we don't well actually yeah sorry, for no, sure yeah.
4: there's a line in the movie that crusher says that his uh, genetics has been uh, altered to make him age faster so yeah so that's why he's bald. I'm not so, talking about you know, Shinzon. I'm talking about just, this photograph of,
1: of, of supposedly
4: yeah. Picard. Oh yeah, no, it's
0: it's it's yeah, it's kind of inconsistent. But when you think about it, if he was going bald, maybe he just embraced it right away.
4: Right. Like, I, I don't he, know. Or he, he just started, he had to have his head shaved that day. Yeah, that did, that photo. He, Joe Rogan did. He you know he became a bodybuilder. He started you know shooting bows and he started shaving his head. I mean, yeah, that's, but
1: but that's not the point I was gonna make too about that whole scene with Crusher and Picard is that she he goes remember him like showing this young photo. Beverly Crusher is significantly younger than Jean Luc Picard too. She would not have remembered him at this age yeah. either. Uh, so yeah. like, she knew a younger version of him, but like that was like a like a thirty five year old Picard or something, like a forty year old Picard. Not a
0: yeah. But I think I think the point of that, which wasn't clearly demonstrated, but I think the point of that was him kind of saying, "Do you remember when I was young?" Because okay. she does remember when he was young. You know, he clearly looks much more weathered now than he did then uh so you know even if she knew him at 30 you know he would be looking younger closer to that photo than he would be now right so i think that's open to interpretation but i agree with you dave i think it's a bit of an inconsistency uh, question here from craig
1: on why is i guess what he's asking here is why does why is data in picard if brent spiner wanted out of the role um i think i don't i don't think brent spiner is done with acting I think he's just done with data and even in Picard like he's not really data like he Yeah no he's lot, he's
0: him. he's essentially an echo or And
1: and that yeah. ending of Picard is well if you've seen it all I I'm, I'm going to spoil it for you but you know data the whatever's left of him that gets downloaded into B4 in this movie is is kind of turned off at the end and he dies so he dies kind of twice in in, in Star yeah. Trek which is So when
0: you see him in when you see him in Picard that's actually him in B4 it's not
1: Right, and I think that Brent Spiner Spiner likes playing like he he seems to love playing relatives of the Zoom family, but he doesn't seem to like Data very much. uh, Which is Brent Spiner is a
0: very particularly uh, looking individual, so I think it's easy to, you know, make him pretty much any family member in the Zoom family.
5: (laughs) What well in this
2: movie, can can you guys explain to me what the point was of having? The remans and Shinzon be able to get into Troy's mind?
0: Like, what What was the point of that?
4: They wanted to have a sex scene with Troy and Riker, but they needed to make it some sort they of. They needed to
0: make it, there was a reason for it. There was
4: a reason for it. Yeah. And, and it, it, it's, it's shitty, not
5: Oh, name. It's, ter-
1: it's a terrible yeah. choice. I, I think they're like, well, what can we give for, for Troy in this movie, and we'll make her a victim of sexual assault or so a
0: mental sexual assault too. Yeah, Marina Sirtis. There's actually a whole long thing about Marina Sirtis. Marina Sirtis was the only person to hold off on making this movie. Uh, Because of the fact that she wanted more money. That's all it was. So I think they actually in some scenarios, because it's it's widely known that she lipped off the director the entire time she was on set, the whole thing like she was a fucking bitch, apparently. And you know, whether it was rightfully so, I don't know. But (laughs) what's that?
2: He deserved it.
0: This movie is awful. I think there's a lot of times where he deserved it. Absolutely.
4: The director called Lavar Burton Laverne Burton the whole time. Exactly.
0: Like this this director is a fucking idiot. So he should have been in this role. If this movie was made the proper way, with the proper Star Trek part of it, I guess it would have been a better movie. Absolutely
1: oh like it just i don't like it as I, I i'm with you kevin i don't like it as a storyline i don't think it's i, I guess it all doesn't serve it only perfect. has purposes because uh it makes shinzan more evil
0: not only that but we've seen this before this was in next gen this was an episode of next yeah. gen. Oh, no, I, that's why yeah, i have the, that's,
1: that's the episode i'm showing here in the oh, background just so that we could draw that comparison um yeah, it's very yeah no, that. Like, that's well, even that anxiety thing because i guess there was a time where riker and uh, Troy after our poker game kind of got down you know, on the Enterprise, right? And then that guy yep. like invaded her thoughts and made it a thing. And this was kind of the same thing. Yep, also yep, back yep. did everyone know that Ron Perlman is playing yes. the uh, Viceroy, like the Riemann, yep. the head Riemann guy?
0: Yeah, and he was uh he was uh charactered after
1: uh, uh yeah. He looks like Nosferatu. I hate yeah, the Remans. That's exactly, the I hate, reason why I hate I didn't everything know. to do with the Remans. Okay, like they are—they are ugly. they uh, their costumes are dumb. They have this incredibly powerful ship that's ridiculous. It's just like you know, with this with this super They're the
0: douchebags. They're the douchebags in this.
1: With the perfect cloak, and it's got you know, it's yep. just—it's too much. It's dumb. It's—it's—it's it's, it's a violation. Just like Troy said. was a violation. That's this whole movie. Uh, It's just You do know that we're not hearing that, right? Oh, you're not? And I'm okay with that, just so you know.
0: I should have not said the thing.
4: Yeah, what are you doing, Jody? I'm
0: sorry, guys. I let you down. I'm sorry.
4: Yeah, I mean, now now we got to wait for him to fix it. How many times
2: have you used it, Dave, and we haven't noticed?
4: About four now. You hear that?
0: No. And it's good. we got a podcast to do.
3: There's been a few. There's been a few. Hold on.
0: No, no, it's fine. Seriously.
2: Well, now we don't even see anything.
1: Okay. How's that? Oh, yeah, I haven't tested.
3: I hasn't used it. Easy?
5: Wow.
4: This is riveting podcasting. <laughs> right. uh, okay, so like, all right, here's the deal with this movie. All right, it's not very good. <laughs> it's just not very good. It's it's uh it, it's not. It's like if it's like when you get. It's kind of like. The Star Wars, new, the new Star Wars movies. Even though they're fans, even though they're fans, and this guy's not a fan. John Logan and uh, Stuart Baird are not fans of Star Trek. But when you give the keys over to somebody else to make to continue a franchise, it's usually will go bad. That's my opinion. Like you have to like the people who sh- should have been directing and writing this movie are the people who were heavily invested in the TV show and the stories that I completely came. Completely agree, hundred percent. LeVar Burton was asked to, he wanted to direct this movie. He was actively trying to direct this movie. They wouldn't let him. Jonathan Frank said if they had asked him to be the director, he would have taken it. So what? Yeah. So for whatever reason, I feel like Dave's right that Patrick Stewart's head got real big when he got into X-Men. And then Brent Spiner also was like on this mission to kill Data. So
1: Right. I, was, I think Brent Spiner, well, he'd only done like independence day and like but i think he was trying to break away from the you role you guys too. are
0: giving these guys way too much credit they don't have control over this shit. this this is this is not a control thing like they the this was a studio giving giving it to somebody that they shouldn't have gave it to that's all this is
4: you like, don't think that brent spiner was
1: very involved in the fact that this do movie- i
0: think he manipulated the movie after the fact yes
1: Oh, oh, no, I think before part, uh, ahead of time, he's part. He's on the story credit. I think he had a major. You get a, you get a
0: story it. credit if you change some dialogue while you make the movie. It, it's it's not that just because it says that he's got a story credit, he's got the lowest story credit in this movie, which means he probably didn't do much.
1: It's just the three of them, right? It's like yeah. Berman, it's um Brent Spiner, and it's John Logan, right? Yeah. yeah, John Logan, and,
0: I think, is and the John movie Logan movie was movie brought
1: in by Brent Spiner. I don't know how much Rick Parman did or didn't have to Brent do with the movie. Uh, really, like he's he's one he's on the writing credits too. But yeah.
0: this is a movie that's universally hated by Star Trek fans. Okay, yes. this is it, correct. It, this is not you know me sitting here defending to you is just the tip of the iceberg on who I could defend this movie to. It, it's it's it, and I'm not trying to really defend the movie in all honesty. It's just I think it doesn't deserve the shit it gets. It, it, there are some very good points in this movie. There are some great, like what? great mirror things. There's, there's a lot of really cool scenes. The Argo scene is a good scene. If they brought it down a bit, it was way overdone because oh. it was made by a guy who wanted to make Mad Max. That's what he wanted to make. So, and, and I think somebody made that reference a minute, you know, a little while ago yeah. while we were talking to it. Uh, it, it is definitely a Mad Max-inspired uh, uh, <laughs> scene for sure, uh, but there's a lot of really cool things. There's a lot of there's a lot of times where Picard is having dialogue with um, the Tom Hardy guy, uh, and it's that, that dialogue really is very true to the characters. Like Tom Hardy doesn't deserve he, he doesn't deserve the shit he gets for this movie. This, he he acted the shit out of this movie. Tom opinion. Hardy gives oh, it, yeah. it all. I'm not gonna. There's I'm not, a not gonna people that do shit on. I'm
1: not. I won't. I won't dump anymore. on Tom Hardy specifically. Like I think his character is dumb, and I think his the, I think his outfit is, is dumb. even dumber.
2: I think his character could have been fine. The right
1: the writing of this movie. The writing
0: in this movie is probably the biggest problem in so the
1: movie. Like his but, the, the uh, idea of Shinsan as a character is fine. Like that's an interesting concept. Like you go,
2: oh, Picard's clone. That's going to be an awesome movie. And then they give you that steaming pile of shit. It's awful.
0: <laughs> there is some excellent. There is some excellent yeah. scenes in this movie. There are some really. There cool, are no excellent scenes in. in
2: this movie.
1: Yes, there is. Maybe even, them.
2: Like if there were more dialogue between.
1: This, this, on, it would be better. Maybe this the scene at the beginning had... with the Thaleron thing, but even like well, that's Well, in
0: a... this movie, just if you look at it from a production angle and don't even worry about anything else, just the production angle, they did this movie on a $60 million budget, okay? Or, so, sorry, $60 million for the special effects, excuse me, um, which was very low for the time. Like, this is 2002. There was a lot of movies that were doing a lot of money in special effects. This came out when twi- uh, Two Towers came out, the Lord of the Rings movie. Uh, there's, there's a lot of movies that they, they had to run against And they did phenomenal with the special effects in this movie, in my opinion. This is better than any of the next gen movies when it comes to special effects.
1: Special effects. I
4: disagree. I I disagree with that. I think First Contact is much better for the way they show space. The way they show the special effects in that movie, for me, are way better, way more crisp. Uh, I would agree with you on that. Those movies are done by Industrial Light and Magic. These movies, I believe, are not. The last two uh, interactions. So no so they, they weren't. interaction
1: deadly is not. My, not. No. Uh I think that I think that some of the effects look fine I think but like it's what is being presented to me in those effects is just as important.
0: You have great space battles. The space battles are
5: um, The space amazing. battle
0: okay. You get to see the Enterprise E at its finest like oh. it looks great and I know you don't like the ship Dave and I get that. But it's but those space scenes are great. It's
5: too you long. Know?
1: That that final the, the the third act of the movie, which is the final battle between Shinzon and Picard in this nebula or whatever, like yeah. it goes on for
5: I don't know, like forty minutes sure.
1: The whole movie is too but long. That's, but I that's getting to my, my
0: original point. This was made by a person who wanted to make an action movie. That's all he wanted to make, and I he didn't a, know the he didn't know the 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 content correctly. No, I had to so. pick up
2: Ashley partway through this movie, I paused it. I thought I was near the end, and I'm like, what the oh, hell? There's no. still 24 minutes left in this piece?
0: Oh, yeah. It, it, like, there's
2: it a drags. lot of drama. It drags. It. How about
1: the fight between uh, Riker and Ron Perlman uh, that goes I on?
2: Eyes closed. I was already... Pretty a- Terrible. Yeah. Pretty
1: bad.
5: i agree
0: that one. The shining star of this movie is pretty much almost all the scenes with Picard and uh, Shizon uh are literally the only the only two uh the, o- the only times that I think it really does shine. There is a lot of exceptional dialogue. There's there's a really nice scene where they're sitting literally at a table and Shizon's asking Picard about the history of the Picards. Yeah. And it's a very touching scene. When you watch it, you're like it, it's almost like, you know, Grandpa Picard is talking to his grandson, you know, it's it, it's got this kind of nice little warm feeling in it. But then we remember that this guy is fucking lunatic, and he wants to, like... Well, we don't know a
1: lot about him, right? We're learning about him as we're going. And so you want to believe him in this moment, like, you know, and then he's maybe got this, like, softer side that, while he's clearly the villain of the movie, the movie's called Nemesis, and we know coming in he's the Nemesis, but, um... You know that you. Oh well, maybe there is something to this. Tom Hardy. I think actually Tom Hardy outshines Patrick Stewart in that scene. Oh, uh, I agree. I agree. You know, I think that. Um, I think that maybe if there's a great, a good, nice little moment, it's maybe that little dinner they have. But yeah. then it quickly turns to shit because it's just like it, none of that pays off. Like you know, it, like it, like it was just basically Shinzon was toying with Picard. This was just like he wanted to have. He basically uh, set up this whole ruse. He put. He planted B four. On right. this planet, he brought Picard. He let Picard sit there for seventeen hours, just okay. orbiting before he so came we, out, just to have this little dinner.
0: Yeah, this scene that I have up here right now, this is the introduction scene to uh, Shizan, right? Yeah. So we we see him in only this kind of, you know, obviously silhouette. This is a cool scene to introduce a uh, introduce a character. I think. Like, I, oh, I don't. Do you, do you like I when he asks
1: that. if he can touch uh, Deanna Troy's hair? Do you like that? Yeah, part?
0: but Ugh. that's because he's curious about that shit. <sighs>
4: Yeah, not here. <laughs> it's not. It's not the like. I kind of Cody's point that maybe some of the backstory is kind of interesting and whatnot, but the execution of the dialogue, not it's not even the actor's fault. It's it's probably the way the director wanted. Oh, oh there's some yeah. god awful dialogue it in this movie.
2: In a great movie, and yeah. it was not.
0: Yes, it could have been way better. Oh, this could have been this could have been a phenomenal movie if the director wasn't. Lots oh, of potential the director, here. Uh, well, If the story made a little stop. bit more sense and the dialogue was written better. A,
4: a few things needed to happen in this movie to make it better. The music needed to be way better. Uh, they the, didn't really
0: have that big of an issue with the music, like you guys do, but the it definitely wasn't a shining star for music. That's for sure.
4: The movie is basically only about Picard and Data. That that have had to have been amended in some way. Yeah.
1: I, in a lot of ways. All four of these movies, yeah. and I can't argue that it's, it's of these next gen movies
0: are about Picard and Data. Not, no, the first one is definitely much. about Picard, hundred uh, percent. First Contact is pretty much again about Picard and uh, Data, and Data. Yeah, even I
1: wouldn't say that
0: an ensemble cast; everybody has something to do
1: in yeah. First Contact. More so, yeah, more way more so than in this movie. Yeah, yeah. this uh, movie
2: gets Data totally and Picard for most of the movie.
4: Mm-hmm. Insurrection again is very much about data, but also, and data is yeah. like humanity. I feel it's like
0: basically it's basically just a data movie.
4: In yeah. insurrection, insurrection, picard's just trying to get laid. I mean, like, like he's not doing much in this. Well,
0: movie. I think you're still getting that that universal theme out of all the next gen movies, which is essentially aging. uh It's. I don't think they really knew when they were making these movies which one they were going to end on um so it was almost like they wrote most of them to be kind of ended on but
1: how did they no. not know this was the ending because they they wrote it into the story that Riker and troy are are leaving the ship yeah i know yeah. okay.
0: but that's but just because one character or two characters leave doesn't make the entire show obsolete like it's
1: well yeah, we so saw, i guess cast, like we saw but... we saw sulu went off and had his own ship i guess and yep. and the rest stayed on the enterprise i guess they could have made a uh, another movie was in that Well, there was
0: another movie planned based on if this one was going to do well, right? So there was another movie, and that was going to be the crossover movie. Then they decided they were thinking about doing the crossover for this. There was a point where Denise Crosby was supposed to be back in this movie as a Romulan. As uh, Selah? As Selah, yeah. That would have been more interesting. I would have liked that. Oh, it would have been great. Great, a character I know. This this Um, movie is the sole victim of the director itself. That's really what this is like, you know what, if you had a better director in there, you probably could have got away with a lot more of the dialogue that was in this movie. Uh, You know, just how it was shot differently or, you know, he'll he'll ask for a better performance uh, than the phoned in ones that we got from a lot of the cast. You know, Crusher, who barely speaks in the entire fucking movie, when she does speak, at least it sounds like she's in character. You yes. know, whereas it's like, yeah, Marina Sirtis, who barely ever is in this movie. And when she is in this fucking movie, she does nothing but annoy you. And you're like, this isn't even her.
4: You Marina know? Sirtis is in this movie a lot more than a lot of the other characters. Oh, she's sure, too.
5: she's, she, she's she, up there.
1: Is she in this movie more than Worf is? Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh,
4: her
5: story story- is equal.
2: Her, the story that, that they gave her is... It's inconsequential to the entire... No, she
1: helps them find the ship. Remember, she gets the mental thing with Ron Perlman, and that's how she's able to shoot the ship later on. That's the way for the 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 (laughs) world.
0: I'm pretty sure at some point during this production, Marina Sirtis had some sort of fucking hissy fit and said, I want to do more. I want to be better, blah, blah, blah. Make me a key point, blah, blah, blah. And probably somebody bowed down to
2: her. I can sum this movie up. It's a great premise. Could have been great, but it's dumb. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it is, I would say it's mostly dumb. Yeah, I would agree. If 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 we're gonna say that this is a dumb movie, though, we have to admit that Insurrection is a shittier movie because no, it is. at
2: least Insurrection hundred percent shittier.
1: I don't think I have to.
2: I'm entertained by inter- Insurrection. I'm not this movie. I just want to be unconscious.
0: Insurrection I, just reminds reminds me on how how well you can not make a movie Star Trek like.
1: Like uh, you know, I, I I have Craig's comment here. Like that data is the best character, you know, and like obviously Data, and maybe he is, favorite. but he's like he was obviously the most popular character, and they leaned into that um, like too much into these movies, uh to the detriment of the other characters a lot. There's it's there's true, so much for 100%. Brent Spiner to yeah. do, and uh, and Picard that there's nothing left for Riker. Hardly. Yeah,
2: no wonder the all the other actors were kind of like, what the hell? Like, what are what what do I do in this? On movie? every poster, it well, was always and
0: Picard and Data. There is a ton of scenes that have to do with the Titan that aren't even in the movie now, like they took them all out. They actually shot them yeah. and everything. There was a model made, all that stuff, and there's barely anything to do with the Titan in That's the fine. movie. I don't need to. And even that, like, let's be honest, we would love to see what's going on with Riker as well. Like I would have liked more that. More They've detail. done a new like, show after if, this.
2: What if Riker was on a different ship, like they did with Sulu
0: in the original movie? That would have been very cool. <laughs> I, well, I think that's kind of where they were going, because the whole point was this is supposed to be the cross path right. movie. This was supposed to be where people start, you know, kind of, you know, disassembling the cast and they all kind of go their separate ways.
2: Several of them being, being, doing their own thing and coming together for this movie with,
1: like... Yeah, you know, like Avengers like, Assemble like, kind of like, moment or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, well, Worf was supposed to be on... On Kronos, he spoke like at the end of D. Space Nine, which was the yeah. last time we saw him. Uh, he was uh, he was leaving Starfleet. He was going to go off to be the Federation ambassador, and then yeah. they asked Michael Dorn, like, "Hey, what happened to that?" And he goes, "I don't know. They just they just put me back oh, on the bridge of the Enterprise, Enterprise yeah. and I'm here, like, yeah. oh, in the wedding. I, I come and, back out And
0: that gets back to your shitty storytelling, because literally this is shitty storytelling. Uh, this could have been, as Kevin said, this could have been a much better movie, and and I agree completely. Uh, yeah. But my main point is, it's just not as shitty as everybody says it is. It's it's, so-
1: your, your main point is that you want you want to think higher of this movie than Insurrection, but I can't.
0: In my opinion, it is definitely a better movie than Insurrection, and there's a lot of people that agree with me, and there's a lot of people that disagree
1: with me. I so. think that the stuff... I, I, think, I think, even, think
0: it comes down to how you feel about those movies.
1: I think a lot of the stuff in Data and Picard, like with Data and Picard in the show, Star Trek Picard, improves this movie. And even
0: with oh, yeah. that, yeah, well, I still don't, don't like this movie, movie yeah.
1: uh, as much as, uh, uh, I, it's still like way at the bottom for me. Um,
0: it's not a great, you know, it, you already know my, my opinion on the previous movies. It's, it, 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 I don't think it's a great movie. Like, don't get me wrong here. This is not some fucking cinematic masterpiece. This is not even the best next gen movie. Uh, but it's. When it comes to Star Trek movies, it wasn't a it wasn't a terrible Star Trek movie compared to a lot of them.
2: <laughs> this is pretty much on par with
0: number one for me. This is uh, this is this, this one was not the number one worst movie for me
4: You're,
5: by any stretch.
4: We were talking about that last night with uh, our brother Rich, and he was saying how much he he's he was uh, agreeing with me that one is nowhere near as bad as five, and I would put this movie in the same ballpark as five.
1: While while we're on the subject, how about we just throw our ratings in right now? So end, you know,
5: end it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Jade had enough of this movie. She doesn't want to talk about it. He's like, "When is the podcast
4: over?" <laughs> We still haven't gone to fun facts with Jeff.
1: No, I don't oh, think he's been invested
4: in it at all anyway. <laughs> okay,
1: let's bring this up on screen. I'm giving this movie a three, and it's a generous three. Um Gene?
3: I'm gonna give it a one point five. I'm gonna not ever watch this movie again. I'm done with it. That's it. One point five.
5: Jeff.
4: I'm gonna give it a three. Wow. Oh, yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, Mom's not here. Uh, okay, and Jody? Uh, I, I would expect a, a 10. No, it's not...
0: I, it, I've made this extremely clear to you. This this is not a 10 movie by any stretch. It's not even half a 10.
1: Well, I, your I, lowest was, rating was Star Trek 1.
0: This was... Well, Star Trek 1 is a piece of shit. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. It is a garbage movie. Um, the I would put this at... Uh, Where would I put this? I would put this, you know what? It's probably about a 4.5 for me. It's it's not a great movie, but it it doesn't deserve the shit it gets. Seven?
4: One. (laughs) (laughs) We already knew that was going to happen. Is Ashley
1: with you? No. No, she's not here. Okay, so we get she can so all right, so that's averaging this uh, movie. out at a two point six, oh, uh, cool. which is our lowest rating. Our before that we had a three uh, for Star Trek the Motion Picture and Star Trek Five, uh, the Final Frontier. This movie is now significantly, c- categorically worse. Um, on IMDb, um, we have a six point four, which is surprising. Um, but so like based on no 7.9 no sorry it's, it's a 6.4 but so according to imdb this movie is the same as insurrection and may, you know maybe the same as generations um the first contact is still considered uh it's the highest rated of any star trek movie i think no wait star trek wrath of con at 7.7 7 on imdb is the highest
0: yeah which is very undeserved but anyway
1: and just if you look at sort of like Rotten Tomatoes, it's, this movie's got a 38% on the Tomato Meter, 49% on audience score, and it comes out at a four and a half, which is you know like uh, when you average R score out with with like sort of like the third party sites, yeah, not great, guys. Um, all no, right, it's not a great movie. Yeah, here I'm just gonna hide that and bring us back. Okay, so
2: It's our lowest rated movie, but I think I would probably watch this over number one.
1: They're
2: really bad.
1: I'd
4: rather oh, watch. One. Terrible. I think Jane would rather watch number one too.
3: Yeah, I'm surprised. Maybe. Yeah. I, I yeah. I, I've I've seen, seen, I see, I, I see this, this, this look
1: about. in Jane's eyes sometimes. And when she has this look in her eyes, she's like, this is not good. And I don't <laughs> want anything to do with this. So there's that's, a that's that there,
0: look. but I'm not going
1: to take it. <laughs> okay. The time <laughs> for. Oh, said, you handed yeah.
0: it
3: right to me.
1: Fun, okay. Let's have fun facts with Jeff.
4: Oh fun, good. I
3: love right, this,
4: part. this might be good. All okay. Right. It's time for Fun Facts with Jeff. Fun Facts,
0: Fun <laughs> Facts with Jeff. Fun
1: Facts, Fun Facts with Jeff.
4: <laughs> okay, you guys have uh, the whole time really been crapping on my Fun Facts with Jeff segment because you have been throwing out behind the scenes facts the entire time because Jody
1: needs them. He needs them to make his case that this movie is half decent.
4: <laughs> I don't you even know, know that as much as you'd rather talk about why the movie is the way the movie is then talk about the actual movie. Most people it's like, well, why is this the case? And why is that the case? Right. So let's just talk real quick about the direction of the movie and why, <laughs> why the no, movie, movie was. the way it did. Stuart, Stuart Baird was brought into direct nemesis by executive producer Rick Berman, okay? It was his third film following U.S. Marshalls, US which is, Marshals, which I like U.S. Marshals, <laughs> pretty good movie, and Executive Decision. He had also did that one, okay? so um, so uh, I didn't know the, about the, uh, the uh, U.S. Marshals. Yeah, so uh, Baird did not have a background in Star Trek. He was aware of the in the show and the movies, but uh, he didn't consider himself an expert at all. So basically, he was a casual layman fan at best. Okay. okay. Uh, Berman explained that Baird Baird would bring in fresh blood to the film and that Berman had enjoyed the sense of fun and action that existed in Executive Decision. Okay, so he wanted like, to bring in like, an action, an fun... Movie. Feel, you
1: know, feeling this to the movie has no insurrection, has I'm sorry, Nemesis. This movie has no fun in it, okay. Well, I think a lot of fun in this movie, other than <laughs> maybe the blue skies <laughs> at the wedding, a
3: car driving the ship through the ship. No, and That's why we know that was fun. That Man. was the worst ever. I'm trying to be fun.
1: Fun facts, fun facts. Okay, fun facts okay. With Jeff. okay. <laughs> we're reacting, we're right. Ra- there's fun reactions. <laughs> I'm just getting into it,
4: okay. Barrett said in a professional, uh, pr- pr- um, promotional interview that the resulted in a non-typical Baird film said that it was perhaps a little different from the dynamics of the previous film. He wanted to add energy to the action scenes and added some set pieces such as the car chase. He called that scene a signature piece for the film which turns dark after the crew is put in danger by the inhabitants of the planet. Now let me ask you guys a question. Does that scene really make you feel like they're in danger? Never. I never worry Uh,
0: the end of the scene, yeah, but not the beginning of the scene at all, no.
1: And I'm even, like, really the middle even. of the scene where when they have to do that, life. like, they drive, in the, drive the, the car into the not ship. That's the only scene
0: that makes me think that they're in danger. This this movie is so bad, it's ruining
2: fun facts with Jeff. It, <laughs> it, we don't even want to know facts about it. It's so bad. I do. Uh,
1: I, I want to hear I, more, I, Jeff. I want to okay. hear more. Let's hear more. Real
4: quick. Okay, so originally there was supposed to be a follow up to this movie, which would have seen the Enterprise crew crossing over with characters from Deep Space Nine and Voyager. But this was scrapped after this movie tanked at the box office. Well, no,
1: they they, they should have made that movie here. They no, should've... I'm really
2: glad they never touched Deep Space Nine. I, I'm glad that it. They never did a movie. Because
1: I think that there was a lot of um, unused potential. like Just like with the Marvel Cinematic Universe and all the crossovers they do there. They could have done movie crossovers with those characters. Especially by this point, you have Voyager. And I guess they tried a little. They dipped their toe with like the, the Janeway scene and whatever. But um, it's just like, the I think that
0: scene they, was just to capture the current audience. That's all.
4: Okay, so in an interview given years after the movie came out, Tom Hardy said that he took the role very seriously, and it was intended to be his big break. The commercial failure of the movie and the response from longtime fans apparently led to his relationship uh, dissolving and and turning into alcohol, and he considered suicide. It was the only movie he pulled himself together uh, until... um, 2008 when he starred in Bronson that he finally got over this role.
0: Yeah, all you assholes <laughs> tried to kill Tom Hardy. That's what ended up happening.
4: Took him six years. Because you
0: done. can't get over the fact that they killed Data. You can't get over the fact that it's a shit movie. He it, did great in this know, movie. You're
4: trying to kill Tom I Hardy. I will never get over
1: the fact that it's a shit movie.
4: The cast in particular... Jon- the
1: reason, Dave.
4: The cast in particular, Jonathan Frakes, Marina Sirtis, and LeVar Burton have leveled fierce criticism at Stuart Baird over his direction of this movie. That's Claiming he hated the Star Trek universe and knew nothing about it, for his part, Barrett expresses his frustration in the DVD commentary at having to tell a story in an established universe with pre-existing design and character relationships. Hated having to utilize recycled sets and props, and had trouble remembering the names of his main cast. Like,
0: <laughs> or, or, what did he think he was going to be making? Like, it's.
2: So, you're, and, you're and would it Stuart, did Stuart Barrett in his, in his go series? on
4: to do great things after this? Uh, I do not believe so. I believe. No. Uh, let's see what. If
0: he, God, I hope not. I like, so, how, oh. I, I like how he was so week.
1: arrogant that he came in and he was like, "I don't want to learn anybody's names. I don't yeah. want to learn anything about this universe yeah. because I made U.S. Marshals, so I'm a big hot shit or something." Like what the like what? You can you can
0: direct Tommy Lee Jones. I guess that's kind <laughs> of an accomplishment, but.
4: So after Star Trek Nemesis, he didn't even work in the business for three years. Not until A Legend of Zorro did he e- even edit another movie. He never directed another movie after this. Nobody ever trusted good. Him.
0: <laughs> good. He did enough firm. So he, he actually ruined
2: everybody's life. Yes. Yeah, <laughs>
0: this
4: guy's hot. He ruined next
0: gen.
2: That bastard. Everybody involved with this movie had their life ruined
4: right so he he ended up editing movies like a lot of action movies like legend of zoro casino royale vantage point edge of darkness salt skyfall uh he worked with all of his friends from this movie like john logan who wrote skyfall and casino royale he he worked with those guys as editors so he you know he he fell upward in the in the business so that's kind of the way it works um you know unfortunately but the you know all these guys are you know kiss each other's asses and that's how they end up getting jobs uh the The thing with this movie, you know, for me is that, uh, you know, somebody needs to be held accountable, and it seems like from what I'm reading, it should be Rick Berman. He's the guy who basically said, you know, we got to throw out the whole, the everything.
1: Well, yeah, because I I think it's interesting that okay, so they get at first contact is breaks his First movie director role, right? And that movie yeah. does so well, right? And then he directs insurrection and it's kind of not great. We all kind of it's say it's, it's,
4: it's too Star Treky, probably. It's too much like a Star Trek episode. It's too much like a Star Trek episode, doesn't feel like
1: a movie. Right. So I think they, they didn't give Frakes a chance to kind of rebound from and learn from that enough. Uh, instead they brought in they brought in John Logan and Stuart Baird, who did not who did not do this movie any favors. It only made it worse. They should have given LeVar Burton
4: this movie and let him run with it. I think it would have made yeah. a lot more sense. Uh, Lamar, Lamar is, Burden is mostly famous for directing TV. He's, he's a fantastic director. Television
1: director.
0: Well, he's a fantastic television director,
4: yeah. Okay, well, that uh, that doesn't mean he can't direct a movie. I think,
1: that, I think directing a movie is different. Well, I, I think we, we showed that Frakes can do it. Like, Frakes did in First Contact. He went on to do other movies. I, I can't remember everything. directly. I think he did the... Um, The Thunderbirds and different, like, whatever movies. Actually,
4: he was not at the premiere of this movie. Another fun fact with Jeff. He was not (laughs) at the premiere of
1: this movie because he was off still directing Thunderbirds. So... Okay. Uh, Craig's saying, we need Star Trek needs to treat the directors like they do in Star Wars. All directors are huge fans and know the universe. Well, know, unless you're uh, Rian Johnson. Uh, you uh, know, it's... Okay, <laughs> I go back to this part where
4: I don't think that necessarily matters. You can have them be huge fans, uh, but they have to, uh, they can also not be a fan, but they have to respect the material and the canon. Yeah. And came and there before. was no respect here. In Star Wars too, you could say the same thing. They didn't really. Oh yeah, the last it. movies didn't have a lot of respect. Those last new movie, yeah, those last movies really kind of they wanted to do their own thing. And I don't uh,
2: think any of the new Star Trek uh, shows have any respect for what I agree seen before as well.
4: I agree.
0: Uh, Picard at times does, but I I think Discovery definitely doesn't. And
2: or I've been going back and watching
0: all the original. I, I'm gonna rewatch the whole series again because I don't remember a lot of it.
4: Yeah. Yeah. So at the same time, Jonathan Frakes was also directing Clockstoppers. Do you guys remember that movie? No, yeah,
1: vaguely. Uh Clockstoppers. Yeah. That's what
4: he went and directed instead of he directing made time travel movie. He made a time a shitty time travel movie. That's exactly right. Um I said teenage, but that also applies. <laughs> right. Mike, Michael Michael Dorn was reportedly very upset about uh Wharf having nothing to do in this movie. So I he was
1: right. And I wanted to just yeah, like the whole scene where right back at all. If he's well, got Worf and Riker go yeah. down to fight Ron Perlman in like the corridors right after they get boarded. Right. And um, and so Worf, he goes, Worf, cover me. And he starts shooting right to cover. So Riker can jump down that like that uh, garbage disposal thing. And um, and we never see Worf until Data's like funeral basically. So like Worf's not even like he's not even in like the, the last few uh, minutes of the action. Yeah, so he's like, not oh, even on
0: the break like, the, like, the yeah. yeah. scene yeah. where they find yeah. out everything.
4: So listen to this one, guys. Nicholas Meyer was approached to direct this movie by producer Rick Berman, but told Berman that he would want to do a complete rewrite of the screenplay. Berman was forced to refuse, as he uh, had already promised John Logan full control over this screenplay. And so Meyer respectfully turned down the offer. Byman, next considered LeVar Burton to uh, a chance to direct, but was then ordered by the studio to hire Stuart Baird. Wow. So... So, so basically, the studio ripped the controls of Star Trek away from Rick Berman and because they had already been contractually obligated to um, to John Logan. So, they're like, basically, we have to make this movie this way. And yeah. I, I, I'm i guessing just the, the scene. <laughs> yeah, the whole movie shows it. The whole movie shows there's no joy in the movie. The yeah. only person who's happy is, is Brent Spiner because finally, date is dead. The only person <laughs> happy at the end of this movie.
1: You know? Right. Yeah, like that sucks. Like all those things, like like, like that's disappointing to hear on a bunch of levels because uh, if they got Nicholas Meyer involved, like what this movie could have been. It could have like, been, uh, been Undiscovered Country 2. You
4: know,
5: right.
4: it could have yep. been like the movie we, we look back on and go, wow, that was a great, it was like Avengers Endgame. You know, it was a great cap to that, that story that ran, you know, 10 years or whatever it was, right? Right. More than that, 15 years.
1: It's disappointing because you know, like I can't believe they didn't learn even to after Star Trek. Star Trek Five, we all know, is a bad movie, and Star Trek Six is possibly the best movie. So you can come off a bad movie and make a great movie. It's too bad that this kind of I, I get like Patrick Story went off to do X Men and he got really tied up in that. And
0: you're really like, tied up on that point, but I don't think you've ever once told us anything that would prove that
1: uh just like but, like interviews i've listened to and a lot oh, okay. of like the jokes that the cast make with each other like is patrick stewart is significantly wealthier than the rest of them because of those x-men movies and um you know yeah, the, the, you it, probably, it, he's always yeah. picking up the check for dinner and whatever um and i Good just don't, i think that patrick stewart wanted oh, he didn't he wanted to be known for more than just captain picard and so uh, and he is now i think they all so. They all do. I think that's what all actors want. They don't want to be known for just this one character. Well, I,
0: I think I think it's terrible to be typecast or, you know, uh, be one character as an actor. Like you're you're literally you're at the bottom of the pool, right?
1: Like James Doohan never did much outside of Scotty and some voice work, right? Because um, everyone thought he was actually Scottish, and he's not. But <laughs> so, right, I mean, that's terrible. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, not no Star Star Trek actor
4: really broke out. Other than maybe maybe uh, Patrick Stewart, I mean most of them. Why is it a maybe?
0: And Shatner both did well, uh, fairly popular.
4: Patrick Stewart as 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 um. Uh, Ka- uh, Professor Xavier. He's not even the star of those movies, Dave. Like he's he's a big part of it, and he's yes, yeah, it's, he's it's all him. Yeah, star. come on. The movies are not centered around him. The, yeah. Those movies are centered around Hugh Jackman and all those other people that the, you know. Yeah, well, he's he's Dance and All those people are the, the X Men is surrounded around those people. Uh, you know, he even has less to do. The way they kill Xavier in uh, Last Stand, it just goes to show how much those movies are not about Xavier. Like yeah. they, they, they mourn him. It's all about um you know moving on from him because he's a, mentor, he, yeah. he, he's a mentor. He's a he's is he a big star? Did he make a lot of money on X Men? Yes. Um but is he the reason those movies are great or what he's known <laughs> for? Like, I don't know. Like is it's okay. I mean Xavier, I mean he's a good good role, but um I think when I think Patrick Stewart, I do I don't do not think Xavier. I think uh, I, I do think of Captain Picard. Uh, and that's his defining role, right? So this is fine and for all he has the most to do as Captain Picard. He he has very little to do as Xavier.
1: Yeah, he made buckets full of cash with Professor X. He sure did. Uh, Good on Okay, him. all right, guys, we're coming up to well now we're at an hour and ten. Jane, I think, is actually suffering talking about this movie. <laughs> so I feel like we have to wrap up.
5: Yeah, so, I and, and
0: I and I mean no, I mean no, you know, disrespect, but I feel that Jane is is the Marina Certis of this podcast today.
5: Yes. She just doesn't
3: want to get, be here. Can't get a She's word like, in. Oh, I'm pretty excited, excited about,
1: about it. But, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So mean say, no disrespect uh, by that. I didn't <laughs> see. see, see you, have, you have something to say?
3: No, I have given, <laughs> given up. So yeah, I'm done. Not yeah, it's just not in it for
0: her. She's just not there. Yeah.
1: Oh, all right. I guess I didn't moderate very well. All right. Um, what else is the only thing I think there's left to talk about, unless you have some more fun facts, Jeff?
5: I have more fun facts.
4: They're all okay, gonna, well, like, they're going,
1: they're going to keep going. You.
4: They're going to depress you. They're gonna make you scratch your eyes out like Kevin's doing right now, and you're not <laughs> going to be very happy about what I say. Uh, that's the problem. See you, Craig. <laughs> we'll see you. It, Thanks Craig, for watching. It's 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 a uh, very depressing. Um, reality to this movie. Uh, writer John Logan got involved yeah. due to his friendship with Brent Spiner, so you were right about that, Dave. Uh, that's the reason he got attached to this movie, was Brent Spiner. I guarantee he was having drinks with John Logan one night. He's like, ah, I really gotta find a way to kill data. And that's what kind of what happened. Uh, Ron Perlman, Reeman Weissfrey, previously appeared in Alien Resurrection in 1997, yeah. another science fiction film based in the year 2379. What are the chances of that? two futuristic movies set in the exact 15. same year 2079 yeah, like
0: I, I think the people that made that movie probably like star trek
4: <laughs> you, you so might
0: They probably ready. just randomly pick something around there
4: they just picked a random number and it just happened to work out um okay uh and that's not a good movie either by the way no <laughs> Can't uh, direction oh. <laughs> So this is the you know the first uh, cameo appearance of Will Wheaton in any of these movies. So we're gonna get that. No one cares. Uh, no one cares. Uh, <laughs> when, yeah, so when Commander Riker talked about when he first met Data at the end of the movie after he's dead, which w- was the most cringy stuff for me, he talks about when he met Data in the holodeck trying to whistle, and this is a reference to a moment that happens in the pilot of TNG. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, that's a very nice idea. And a good idea for the, you know, but the, Jonathan Frank's performance of that, that oh, whole thing, it's yeah. cringy, awful. I don't get it. But I don't understand why it's so bad. Is the, Are the actors, do you guys actively believe that the actors that weren't heavily um, uh, shown in this movie, were they like, like not only phoning it in, but
0: disgruntled, disgruntled,
4: but also yeah. purposely throwing in bad performances. to do they purposely doing it. I just don't think the heart was in it.
2: Yeah, I think if you're not happy, you're just not going to do your best job. You got to remember, yeah. these are characters yeah.
0: that they've represented for 20-ish years, you know? Well, maybe not at that point. At this point,
1: it's like 15, yeah. 15
0: so. years. You know, 15 years, that's a long time for an actor to play that that part. Like, it's they got to be fairly loved to them at this point. And it's, right. you know, to not be able to represent your character correctly probably is extremely frustrating.
4: Right. So, um, also, this is the only Star Trek movie to never uh um finish at number one at the top of the uh box office after its opening weekend
0: now its opening weekend happened to coincide with two towers though
4: two ta- it also had uh yeah, two awesome. towers it was uh, a bunch of movies came out at that same There's time ton of, yeah, i'm kind of shocked true.
1: that they put this into a, a christmas release um yeah
4: very silly um yes it, it was definitely a, a december thirteenth, two 2002 is when this movie came out uh
0: and he is dumb
4: right <laughs> yeah but at the time they didn't
0: know that and they still didn't go to the theater so that yeah. would lead you to believe that people were spending their money on whatever their priorities were at that point which right. was probably tw- you know two towers and Okay, so 2002,
5: you
4: know. The movies that came out at the same time this movie came out. Yes, The Lord of the Rings The Two Towers came out, which obviously took the burnt to of the box Destroyed off. every movie probably. <laughs> but at the same time, this is around the same time when Oscar movies were really starting to come out around in December, you know, like it, it was a big it was starting to become a bigger thing at that time. So Gangs in New York came out, out around uh-huh. So did an adaptation. Uh so did Equilibrium. So mm-hmm. did Catch Me If You Can. Wow. So did the hot sh- the hot chick. Which, analyze uh, that was that. Analyze right? that uh, came out. Um, Chicago, uh, made in Manhattan, which uh, actually was a huge box uh, box office movie. Made in Manhattan, really? Yes, I don't um, know anything about it. It's the Jennifer Lopez. I'm in New York, and like you said, uh, like this was
5: at <laughs> the
1: point where Star Trek franchise fatigue was at its highest. The fatigue was brutal at this point. Yeah, yeah, because I, Enterprise was out and it wasn't very well received, and um, you know, I just in voyager a lot of people had fallen off from voyager towards the end of that show and um i just think that start like it had been four years since the, since the last movie with the card well right? you had
0: two major you had two major
1: oh so uh,
4: at the same time okay so, so like at this uh, also what came out was the 25th hour came out um good movie yeah good movie like uh, chicago like i said the hours came out confessions of a dangerous mind um Drumline. There was a lot of very, very popular movies coming out at the same time as this movie came out, and it just didn't fit the lexicon of moviegoers at that time. Like people, like you said, were fatigued, and if they had a good movie, though, I think it would have, it would have, you know, done very well. Would have been number one. No, I think Lord of the Rings would have stayed there, but um, it would it could have, you know, at least competed. But it, it was just so bad that it couldn't. Oh. Um, you know, so that, that's kind of. I don't want to depress you guys anymore because I could, we could go on all day about how awful this movie was and not just the movie, but everything surrounding the movie, it seems like was depressing. It reminds me a lot of Indiana Jones, um, temple of doom. And if you go look at how the, like the Spielberg and George Lucas talk about that movie and how they were both getting divorced at the time, like they were very depressed on set. Everybody was miserable and it shows in the final production of the movie and i think yeah. it's the same case here with nemesis yeah
1: i i, I suspect you're right yeah uh Jean, you have anything no, no, no. i i i think i didn't ask jane a question or she wanted to say something a while okay. ago and i'm i'm gonna have to no yeah. the movie. Uh, you're on
0: the proverbial podcast couch now, now i'm
1: on the in the proverbial no. podcast doghouse really perhaps the the podhouse. <laughs> um oh, that was a pun um okay um uh, <laughs> I think the big thing I think we've talked we talked about the most of the big scenes in this movie. Like I think the only thing really is, is the data funeral scene. Um uh, we talked about why Brent Spiner obviously wants out of the role at this point and still does, uh clearly. But um do we do you guys like how they deal with his death in this movie? No. No. I, I hate it. I hate when like Troy goes over to Riker
4: and it's like it's Data, and then they have this like hug that seems yeah, so awkward, brilliant. and then like just everything like Jordy's Le- there too, and he his acting's fine, Lavar Burton I don't mind, and then Picard's actually fine too, like uh, Patrick Stewart, and but he, he he's he suffers in silence. He goes and walks into his ready room by himself. He doesn't even like lean on on his on his crew in that in that terrible moment. He goes and suffers in silence. And, and I don't know. I just, I just think like the, it defeats the purpose. The anti, uh, uh, the, it's an antithesis to the way the Tianju crew was. They were with their family.
1: Yeah, and it's it's consistent with how Picard deals with grief. Like we saw when yeah. his nephew and brother died. He always runs away. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The the thing that bothered me about the all of that was the fact that I actually like the way Data died. And I think I mentioned that earlier in the episode, the the fact that he sacrifices himself and essentially create, creates the most human version of himself by killing himself. Yeah. Uh, which is really cool. And then it goes to this next scene where, you know, they're, what you just explained. And it, every time I see the scene, I always think to myself, like, was this a scene that they forgot to make? And then they had to do it at last minute and everybody's already tired. And, you know, it's just like, it's just such a terrible scene. It's like, there's nothing good coming out of it. And then, if you look at the footage on how the show it could have ended, the original cut, which was with the whole Ensign, uh, or sorry, the new uh, the new Stop first Star. officer, and the you know joke that Jonathan uh, Frakes plays on him and and stuff like that, it, it wasn't bad, but it it's the the Marina Sirtis line is cringy as hell. Uh, and well, you know, Riker's, uh, reaction to this, which Riker, you know, he's, he's reminiscing of, you know, talking about, uh, you know, seeing him for the first time, but he's got this like, kind of like, almost like I'm smiling because I think that this is stupid kind of. Thing that he's <laughs> talking about, like it's almost like he's talking about it as a joke more than like something serious.
1: Like he's like, Yeah, the first time I saw well, him, trying excited. to tell like a whimsical story. I think that's what that he, is because he's
0: saying, Well, well he's oh, trying to, but I don't think that's what's coming off. In his, does everyone remember
1: what the song was that Data was trying to whistle?
5: Saw the <laughs> song. Well, that's what he's
1: trying to sing there, but it's, uh, Is that the same,
5: song? So bright. Yeah.
0: With Kevin? All yeah. I know is it's more like a pop goes the weasel kind of whistle. It was was pop
1: saying. goes the weasel, yeah. In yeah. The encounter at Farpoint. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I guess like, like they all had, like a toast to Chateau Picard with Chateau Picard, and I guess I don't know. Like it's it's always felt sort of incomplete. Um, like as far as like that's say, a perfect like, way to explain it. Incomplete. Just, like, just think about like even when Tasha Yard died, she got more of a send off. Like it was um, <laughs> not <laughs> much was, more, but <laughs> she did. It's
4: nowhere right. near the Spock death in Khan that, yeah. you know, they, they don't even come because close. The
2: director enough. didn't give a shit about the characters, Yeah, didn't understand the significance of Data dying.
0: Like, it's- Data dying is a massive thing yeah. to the, the timeline. Like, this yeah. is, that's huge. Like, he was the center of so many episodes. And, and you know, to, to see a beloved character, I that's... One of the reasons why everybody hates this fucking movie is because Data dies. It's it's.
4: And I don't think that's why though, Jody. I think like when Spock dies in Wrath uh, of Khan, I don't think that's why you hate the movie. Uh, it's the Bro- way he's tell
1: them. Jody's frozen, so who knows if he can hear you? But
4: yeah, he might not be able to hear me. But if he can not hear me, Jody, my my point is that. It's not the necessary. I don't think that's why people were mad at this movie. The, the they're mad at the movie, at least to me, because like Jane, like kind of, I see it in Jane of most more than anybody. It's like it's a disgust for the treatment of the characters that she she loved growing up. Because if you if, if you they had done this to Spock and Kirk, and they'd killed Spock and Kirk or Kirk or either one in this way, which they do in Into Darkness, and we'll get to that. Yeah. But if they had done that for Picard, uh, for Spock in uh, the early times, um, I think most people, those movies would not have done well. You have to treat, like, like Kevin was saying and was alluding to, you have to treat these characters with respect and make it feel real. And wh- wh- when you have, like, a a, a Troy and uh, go, it's Data! And you have, like, Riker go, oh, come here. And then you have, like, Picard or War's away. not even there. War's not even there. And just <laughs> everything about the death of Data is so clumsily treated compared to the death of Spock, for instance, in God.
1: And just the ending with him talking to B4, I guess to leave the door open for another movie, but like it's um
4: <laughs> never saw <the> sun.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Is that supposed to be hopeful? Is that I don't know what like what feeling I'm supposed to be left feeling at the end of this movie. It's very confused. You're not, it's just dumb. It's a all- lineage thing. It's
0: supposed to represent the lineage of data. Oh. Oh. Okay.
1: Final thoughts. <sighs>
3: <Yeah. laughs> uh, not Happy a good we're movie. At the end,
1: I think. I think
4: uh, Jody liked, I think Jody likes this movie a little bit more from the technological geek standpoint of like all the messages that it's doing with That's the mirror. Cool. With the mirror imaging between yep. even Picard, the credits
0: were cool. I thought they were very simple.
4: The mirror imaging between before and data. There are good ideas, but the execution of the movie is it's bad. Exactly. Yep.
1: Yes. I agree. Kevin, you just said it was dumb, right? Stunk uh, yeah, it. Okay, okay. Uh, Jane. I'm
3: done to be done with Nemesis. I'm you're young you're young. ready I'm to bad. be done with this movie. You
1: really hate this movie. I never knew.
4: She gave it a 1.5. She was nicer than Kevin. She was nicer than Kevin. No, I, not as nice. Kevin was nicer.
3: I today oh, how much gave. I like it. Or just, oh. just like it.
4: No, Kevin only gave it a one. Jane gave it a
3: 1.5. Yeah, Kevin likes it even less.
1: All right. Well, next week, we're moving on to Star Trek 2009 with Chris Pine and all that. Are you excited for that? Uh,
3: <laughs> I don't like the new ones either.
1: Oh it's gonna be a rough ride. Let's get <laughs> everyone buckle up. It's only rough
0: for you, Dave, which makes it awesome.
1: I I, I like Star Trek two thousand nine, so I'll be I'll be I, more fun. It. I like it too.
4: Uh,
1: except uh, for Uhura,
4: absolutely hate your horror.
1: Your horror is weird.
4: Who is hate the female characters? I don't like I Spock. I really don't so
0: hate filmare characters. Actually, most of the female characters in these movies I like more than the men. But uh no, the <laughs> in the new movies are just uh and I like Zoe Sola, Dada, or whatever the hell I her name is. I like Ahura
2: in the new movies. I hate Spock. Uh, uh, Spock, Spock
0: in the new Spock. movies are not fun either. And, and
2: Scotty, Scotty is not Scotty. On
1: yeah. so We'll talk yeah. about that next week. We'll talk about that next week. <laughs> all right. So, um, all right. I want to thank everyone, especially Jane, who got through this podcast somehow. I, I don't but yeah. she did it. Um, I want to thank Kevin, Jody, Jeff. Thanks, everybody. Uh, great panel today. Uh, you know hey we're we're coming to the end we're near the we're we're the the, the, the last um uh, home stretch here with the last three movies over the next three weeks we made it through all the tng movies so that's great uh hey everyone out there who's still listening or listening in the future we need subscribers subscribe make hit click the likes and subscribes youtube facebook especially once we get over 100 subscribers on facebook or youtube i think if we can like personalized things and stuff and get our name out there so your support is uh needed and appreciated uh join us back here on tuesday we're going to be talking about deep space nine uh which as we do every uh tuesday um uh, wh- i don't know what episode we're doing we're do- it's, it's it's um the one with uh uh excellent tie-in dave I don't know something. Bashir is possessed by a thing or something. Um, we're doing that one, and then uh, next uh, on Thursday we'll be talking the original series. Uh, we're going to be talking about the two part of the menagerie um, for the next. Uh, trek uh, tie-in uh subscribe to super brothers podcasting we got a great uh, recap podcast over there westworld and survivor and tiger king uh check out trivial debates it's our other channel where we do like a debate show format uh that's more of a once a month show um you can find that at trivial debates on most social media platforms and make sure to check that out as well um Anyway, have a great day and night, everybody. Live long and podcast, podcast and long life. And we'll see you next week for Chris Pine and JJ Abrams and all that stuff. See ya. Oh, thank you.